I'm James Waller. I'm Marissa Hoskins. And this is the Teaching It Real podcast. And on this week's episode of Teaching It Real, uh, Marissa and I figured we would discuss uh, what our role is, the nature of our role as ICT educational specialists, and uh, how that affects our view of education, how much technology should be used, uh, what it should be used for, and how we strike a balance. So Marissa, what are some of your thoughts on that? Well, just to start to give um, everyone a bit of background in terms of our role, because not every school has an ICT educational specialist. So what uh, James and I do is we work with teachers to help them integrate technology and innovation into the classroom. So this takes the form of one-on-one trainings, uh, small group workshops, developing resources for teachers, helping them develop their skills, and also coming to them with new and innovative technology or teaching practices to bring into the classroom. So one of the big things that we've been discussing, um, so technology obviously is a big thing in education nowadays, but on the other side of the coin, we're also seeing a lot of negatives with students and technology use. So for example, when you're seeing like one-to-one laptop programs in schools, oftentimes students are getting distracted and they're caught playing games on their laptop. And the big question I think is, how do we draw the line between using technology as a positive integration and dealing with these different distractions and different issues that are coming as a result of this influx of technology in the classroom? Yeah, um, and we started this year as part of our role giving workshops to the parents to try to explain why we thought technology was important and how we use it at school and why we think that that's the best strategy going forward. Um, And a lot of the feedback I got, especially early on, was that parents were concerned that we were using technology to replace traditional education. And at least to me, and I believe uh, for you as well, that's not the case. And that's not what we want to do with technology. Uh, We want students to have hands-on learning experiences. Mm -hmm. We want them to get outside. We want them to have play-based learning. We want them to be able to do group work and uh, even some traditional book work. Anything that uh, helps enhance their education is something that I'm for. And I think a lot of the tools that technology offer now to kids, it allows them sort of a choice in the way that they share their learning and even the way that they do their learning. And because of the choice and the variety of tools, it allows to get the most out of our students when we use it. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I do think that is one of the things that I think you and I both love about working with technology is this ability to personalize learning for students. Um, And I, going on your point about what you were saying of things that you've heard from parents voicing their concerns pertaining to technology and integration in the classroom. Um, One of the things that I have said in response to that, because I've received those same concerns and complaints, is we try to use technology to help students be creators rather than consumers. Because therein lies the difference for me with technology use. Are you sitting and consuming media such as useless Facebook posts, or are you actually using it as a tool to create and to learn as you said. Yeah, and uh, that's why uh, this year I spent a little bit of time educating the staff and even the students to some degree on the SAMR model. S meaning 
a substitution of mm -hmm. technology straight up for something that you would do traditionally and all the way up to R, which is a redefinition of the way students learn because of the technology. And you do want to have a little bit at each stage, but the redefinition is what really excites me about it. Because when I was younger, you know, I was really into film. I wanted to be a filmmaker. I used to do stop motion animation using a video camera and a VHS cassette. Yeah. And it was really difficult. It took forever to do. Um, and it wasn't really accepted as, uh, you know, an acceptable way to show learning at school. I couldn't bring in one of those videos and show, yeah, you know, sure. a science experiment or even a drama experiment, something like that. Um, but now we have all these apps. We've got things like iMovie, where kids can put together writing and voiceovers and their own drawings or images. Um, we have things like Flipgrid that allows students to connect all over the world. We have things like Book Creator that allows students to be authors and share their books in a way that's actually meaningful, that it goes into an e-library where all the students and teachers can access their work and read and comment and share what they've done. And to me, that redefinition step that allows students to take power of their learning, become empowered learners, so to speak, mm -hmm. that is the most meaningful use of technology. And that's why I, I support it so much. Absolutely. I agree. And I agree exactly with the redefinition, the ability of technology to redefinition is the appealing thing. However, we are, though, still facing these issues is that more often than not, um, technology is not always being used to redefine learning. And we are seeing kids consuming media quite frequently, unfortunately. And this plays into so many areas of their lives, not only their social lives, but also even in terms of getting their work that's a creation basis completed. So I guess the big question is how do we how do we teach kids to be creators rather than consumers? Yeah, and for me this all stems from um, a phrase I've used on here before. I got from the great Professor John Long. Uh, be good to yourself and think like a teacher. But when it comes to technology, I actually prefer to think like a student. Uh, I like to think back to when I was young and the things that I wish I could have done creatively. The things like creating music, creating movies, being my own author. These are all things that at different points in my life, I really wanted to have the opportunity yeah. to do. And I just didn't have the means to do it in a way that looked or felt professional to me. It always felt like, you know, just a kid and his scribblings. And now with a little bit of help and a little bit of practice, you can make things that are really high quality and that you can be really proud to share with a global community, not just your friends and family. And uh, the means are there to do that. And that's really what excites me. Um, so when I approach integrating technology from a planning standpoint, I like to think like a student of what's going to excite them, what's going to bring the most out of them, and what can I see as a result of offering them these new tools. Yeah, I would agree. As you know, um, and we'll talk about this maybe on a later episode, but I'm a big believer in incorporating student passions into the classroom. And I recently had students do a passion project where they could choose um, whatever it is they're interested in, such as fashion design, food, travel, to explore in the classroom, and then 
create a solution using a form of communication technology. So I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, the other strategy that I've used, because I do think that students need to learn how to manage their time, because the reality is um, the big difference in their day-to-day -day lives than when you and I were in high school is they have so many more distractions. So that is one of the problems with technology. You know, you're, you start doing your work and you're getting text messages, and then you go in to check that and you're down a wormhole of information on social media. So one of the things I do in my classes is I really am a big proponent of Pomodoro timing. So for those of you that don't know what that is, um, Pomodoro timing basically breaks down your work into 25 minute focus blocks. So that means that you pick a set task to work on. So it might be, I'm going to write the introduction paragraph to my grade 12 English essay. And then you focus on that for a 25 minute block um, without any distractions. And then after that, you take a five minute break. So I use this in my classes sometimes. I share, I have shared apps with my students to do this at home because that just helps train them to avoid distractions because you really do need to focus in order to have those deep learning opportunities. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think the Pomodoro timing is a strategy that really works well, especially with tech integration. Um, so basically our message is, yes, we think the tools offered by technology are great and have reshaped learning fundamentally. However, still let your kids play, let them get outside, let them do group work and hands-on learning. It's not all about shifting fully into tech. It's about using the tech in meaningful ways. And if you have some of those meaningful ways, please do let us know. Our contact information, as usual, is in the description below. And until then, we'll uh, see you next time here on Teaching It Real. Thanks, guys.